are you there? Stephen Thompson, are you there? You're on mute. I know I'm on mute. Just give me a moment, please. That was a masterclass in how to gain your audience's attention through setting the atmosphere, expectation and anticipation. Agatha Christie would have been proud. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, a conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Grumpy. Two walking boots, pair of, Tesco thick bleach bottle, and a pair of underpants. And the underpants have got a rainbow strap across the top, and the word Jack, as in strap. And a foreign person has just said something. So I'm in I'm in a language learning lesson. So Am I right? Who are you today? Who are you today? I'm a, today I am Stephen. How are you today? Generally I'm very well. Um, Darren will be along in a minute. Darren will be along in a minute. Which I think is uh, possibly Norwegian for Darren will be along in a minute. Can you get a pen and paper, please? Your test is about to begin. Well, my test is about to begin. I need to have a piece of paper. My test is about to begin. Yeah, so we've got a book. This actually, despite fact, Darren always tells me I'm not prepared. I'm prepared with book. Urio. Pen. So my test Urio. is about to begin. Urio. Uriel. 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 I'm ready to bring my test. Exhausting on a Saturday morning. You have 20 seconds to complete the test when you say go. I just had someone telling me that I've got 20 seconds before I start completing the test. Remember everyone is judging you right now. Uh, something about, I've got to remember I'm in Norway or something. Remember everyone is judging you right now. Remember that everyone is unique in Norway. This is the thickest no. French accent. Go, write off. Six, subtract one, multiply by zero, add two, divide by two equals one. So I'm not doing a flaming language test, I'm doing a math test. for you, Stefan. In so, so many ways. Time is something for me, Stefan, in so, so many ways. Eris Daran. I think he's saying the answer's wrong. Eris Daran. Eris yes. Daran. Hello. So, stop cheating and Googling the answer. I'm not Googling anything. I'm sitting here with a cup of tea in my hand. 
Your uh, answer was what? One. One. Okay. Six subtract one is five. Multiply five by zero. Five zeros are zero. Add two. Zero plus two is two. Two divided by two is one. So this section is now called unintentional bad maths. Uh, shall we move on? So basically, I was meant to get that wrong and I've got it right. No, you've got it unintentionally wrong. I thought you would get it intentionally right. And then I and and but you're, you've actually got it because you genuinely think the answer is one, don't you? Well, what's the answer? The answer is, is uh, that this section is now called unintentional. No, I, no, you can't just put that in front of me and then not explain it. I want to explain. No, I'm not moving on. I'm blocking you and I'm saying no and I'm not moving on. I want to know the answer to the math unless you're going to bring it up later. What does it say on your jumper? I can't see it. It says joy and beauty. It's ironic, isn't it? Um, um, the answer is seven. Oh, right, OK. Are you not going to fight me on that? Uh, no, because if it's intentional bad math, then the answer could quite well be seven. No, that's the correct answer. <laughs> I'm yeah, but you said it's the intentionally bad math section, so therefore you can say 98% uh, is you, 3% me, so therefore five minus one uh, multiplied by zero plus two divided by two equals seven. Um. So the answer is seven. That is true because we finished the um, intentionally bad math section, except today it had a variation on flavour, even though it was the, only the first time we'd done it. And it was the unintentionally bad math section. The answer, the real answer in real life is seven. I found this uh, notebook, actually, that lucky I had it here. And it's I've written and I've got no memory of writing in this, but apparently I've written here top three things that annoy me most about Darren. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Number three, says my name too much and repeats everything three times. Number two, disregards my presence. Number one, is always right. So number no. one, I say your name too right, Stefan, too many no. times. No, I've written three at the top. Three, says my name too much and repeats three, everything three I times. Say your name too many times, Stephen. The second is I repeat everything three times. And Oh, no, so yeah, that's the second. And the third is that I'm always right. No, the second is disregards my presence. No, you've just changed that. No, number three. I've written them in a bizarre order. For some reason, I've written number three first. I don't even remember writing this. Number three at the top says my name too much and repeats it three times. Number two, which I've then written below it, disregards my presence. Number one, I've written at the bottom for some bizarre reason, is, is always right. Right. And then I've written a PS, sends messages at 6.46 a.m. Yeah, I'm not sure any of this warrants complaining about. I'm not complaining. I am. I'm speaking my truth and just telling you I have to find that in a notebook that I read ages ago. Read, read ages ago, and I've got no memory of writing it. I just thought I'd share it with the listeners. Like a moleskin notebook. It is a moleskin notebook. I've got lots of moleskin notebooks, and this moleskin notebook is my work moleskin. So you'll see all the details there about my LX. Oh, a nativity. Yeah. Zero. Five. Minus one, <laughs> multiplied by zero, plus two, divided by two, 
Um, no, sorry. You're just going to bug me this now. You can't set... You know what my mind's like. I hate it, not being able to sort things out. Uh, did you like our new co-presenter, by the way, Thomas? Yeah, I didn't understand very much what he was saying. I know, that's because you're prejudiced, and we always have this prejudiceism thing, don't we? I Every mean, it's, it's like the northern accent, even though you're allegedly from up north. Oh, talking of northern accents, give me a second. Oh, I know what it is. It's five minus, and then you put the brackets around one divided one times zero. So that's five minus zero. And then... Deborah Von McFitty here from Von McFitty Stage School in Geisling. Just a quick one to let you know that we are all super excited here to tell you about the latest addition to our already perfectly packed prospectus. From page to stage and back again and again, it's our newest course and it's aimed at playwrights who are maybe wanting to learn the skills of adapting work for theatre. Suitable for those writers just starting out, or perhaps those who lack the confidence to create their own work. This two-week programme is equally suitable for those thinking of producing or directing an adaptation. So perfect timing for anyone stepping into the Panto Nativity land right now. And remember, due to the support of Health Up UK, we are currently able to offer heavily reduced rates. For those maturer students looking to start out in the profession later in life, those still working who feel they might be in need of a little bit of extra creative, sexy cast style support. So, please do visit vonmcfittystageschool.co.uk for more details and to order a free prospectus. Von McFitty Stage School, the North of the Great Angel. I think you've got to put some brackets in there somewhere. But why is it seven? You were almost there. You almost got there. Bless you. So it, it's basically got brackets in it that are missing. Yeah, but right. they're not missing. But if you were to put it into a calculator, you would get the answer one. But if you do the if you do the problem as written, it comes out as seven because what you need to do if you're doing maths properly is put the brackets where the brackets need to go. Fine, that's all I need to know. I can now I can close the book and I can move on. So my adaptation of the nativity obviously isn't good enough because you're sending me on another course because I've upset uh, Tarquin. And so Deborah Bomb McFitty seems to be running four courses now that I'm eligible to go on. We've well, got a spontaneous yeah. yes improvisation. Uh -huh. We've got a technical refreshment. Yeah. We had another one last week that I can't remember. And now we've got a course on adaptation. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. a busy woman, isn't she? Well, it's a busy college by the sounds of it. Yeah. How much do all these courses cost? Uh, well, I mean, that's, I mean, we get, as part of our sponsorship, we, you get free places, remember? Me personally? Yeah. What do you get? Well, obviously, we as a podcast get money. We should, this is crass conversation, but uh, obviously we get paid for the advertisement slot. But also, um, obviously, I get invited to go and teach masterclasses. Anyway, what were the boots about? What's that got to do with anything? And the bleach? Uh, well, they're not, what did you call them? Walking boots. They're not walking boots. They're still toe cap boots. And I know it's a long time since you've worked in professional theatre, 
and needed to wear I've got two pairs of those have you i guess they probably look a bit scary in the primary school anyway so yeah because the builders are still in so it's getting a bit dangerous around here so i'm i'm walking around in just my pants and my uh still toe cap shoes what about a hard hat uh he's not been for a couple of weeks and the bleach it's a bit dusty isn't it oh you clean the dust away with bleach yeah you say that like it's a weird thing you don't dust you put bleach on dust to get rid of it yeah you don't wipe away the dust you put bleach then it's clean then i'll dust so once i've bleached the dust then i'll clean it away otherwise i'd get dirty cleaning it see what worries me is there's probably an element of truth in that as in everything else that you say on this podcast mm-hmm. so deborah mom fitty I went on an adaptation course this week, actually. I was on a two-hour masterclass on adaptation, so I don't need, which I very carefully didn't mention to you. I said I was on a course. I didn't tell you what course was. Uh, So I don't need to go to Deborah Von McFitties. Well, that's all right. You don't have to do everything that's offered. Just because there's cake there, you don't need to eat it. And I've been on an adaptation course, so I'm not doing that. Yeah, because I think that's probably good because I'm worried about, like, I think the course is a beautiful and brilliant idea and it will help you with the nativity, but it's timing's not brilliant, is it? Because if you don't get up there for a couple of weeks, then you're going to, you're already into the swings of rehearsals. So I have also done a little bit of helping and a little bit of research for you. You will be very pleased to know. So here is Darren's ultimate guide to a live nativity. Nativity scenes are a thoughtful and meaningful way to celebrate Christmas. People of all ages and backgrounds enjoy taking a look at the Holly family and other participants of that incredible first Christmas. The Holly family? Yeah. What is the Holly family? Nativity is all about, isn't it? It's about Jesus Holly, Mary Holly and Joseph Holly, the Hollies. And I don't mean, you know, he's, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. I mean the original Hollies, the Holly story. Now, if you've been thinking about staging a live nativity, obviously you've been doing more than thinking um, through your organisation. You may be wondering how to get started. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm skipping through, I'm shortcutting because you're already startist. Um, so the first thing, which I think you've done very well, is remember to begin early, late summer or early fall. I think that you did that. Well done. Choose the location for your event and set the dates. That tick, you've done that. You've got an, and this beautiful, ambitious promenade thing that you're doing. Actually, you've got multiple locations. Bold, brave, beautiful, and original. Um, offer a personal invitation for people of all ages who you think would like to be involved. When a joke just gets dragged on. Next, plan an organisational meeting for volunteers. Offer a personal invitation to people of all ages you think would like to be involved and or would be perfect for certain slots. The more people involved, Stephen, the better. Uh, And the less work, obviously, you have to do. And as you're so lazy and passive, that would be perfect. Um, So let's consider the key participants, shall we? The baby Jesus. Um, And yeah, maybe finding a realistic baby doll would work best for Jesus. Or maybe even a real baby. That's an option. You're going to need some costumes. Tea towels, usually. Nice. And probably an animal wrangler. For the donkey and for the sheep uh, and for the cows. Greeters to welcome the guests. Yeah. Musicians and singers to entertain the guests before they arrive. 
that's all to be dealt with by front of house, isn't it? Very good. Now, I was thinking, because it's an outdoory promenade thing, obviously weather's going to be really important. We're going to need to be mindful of the weather. So I was thinking we might want to get umbrellas for everybody, maybe wood chips for the potentially muddy areas, because there's a lot of mud in, in, in the old muswell. You know how <laughs> fragile actors are. We probably need to get some heaters or fire pits to burn the actors, I mean, to keep the actors warm. Um, and obviously we need to weigh down anything that we're putting outside, like with some weight so that the little children don't blow away because Tarquin's parents are already angry enough with you. They wouldn't want Tarquin blowing Oh, so Tarquin hasn't been withdrawn then? No. I thought somebody sat on him or stood on him or something. Yeah, the, the teacher, the Acorns teacher, whatever her name was, sat on him, didn't she? So he didn't go to hospital and his parents didn't withdraw him once they shouted at him? Nobody mentioned Tarquin going to hospital. I think you're giving something away here that I didn't know about. That wasn't in any of the emails. Did he have to go to hospital? I'm so over this nativity joke now. Are you? Yeah. All right. Do we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Let's do... Uh, let's talk about beginning, middles and ends, shall we? If you want to. So, uh, obviously, they're very important to me. Because you keep telling me. Mm -hmm. Darren's, Darren's ability to deal with the beginning, middle and end is quite interesting because I was in a little Zoom meeting with Darren uh, and some other people and Darren apparently was hosting it, uh, talked quite a lot. And uh, then the main participant who Darren uh, had introduced started talking and then obviously Darren wasn't getting enough attention because he then had to interrupt uh, and mention to everybody that he'd forgotten to say a load of stuff that he should have said at the beginning. So instead of having beginning, middle and end, we sort of had a middle and then a beginning and then back to a middle. And then finally we ended when I think you talked again at the end. So obviously beginning, middle and end is quite, it's either A, quite difficult for you, B, difficult for you because you don't like other people taking up too much time uh or six uh c a and b so what i'm hearing right now is your discomfort about your experience in the workshop that you went to we were then all put into uh talking of technical refreshment courses we so were what, then all put into breakout rooms what i'm hearing right now is your difficulty with uh, this workshop you went to Sex fact, sex fact, here's a sex fact. Gymnophonia means you think someone's undressing you. And then we were all put into breakout rooms and... Lack of tactile affection can be linked to stress, depression, loneliness and anxiety. Studies have shown that the optimum pace for stroking someone to relieve anxiety is five centimetres per second, the same as when you stroke a cat or a dog. Right, well, I think I don't need to say anything else. So um, I don't quite understand the sex fact. Does it mean you think some phantom person is undressing you? Like a ghost? Not like a ghost. I'm using phantom in a psychological sense. 
are you experiencing the feeling of your clothes being taken off? I don't understand it. I'm going to do some good co-podcasting, co-presenting, despite the fact I'm working with you and indulge your question. It's just the sense that that's, that somebody uh, is mentally undressing you. So I was right, basically. So you could have just said, yes, Stephen, you were correct. I was using phantom in a psychological sense of yeah. having a feeling. Yes, Stephen, wouldn't make for a very interesting podcast. I refer you back to you ignoring uh, Deborah Von McFitty's advert because you were still trying to work the maths out. I just needed closure on the answer. If you just give me an answer to that bloody maths thing, I would have listened to it. It's doing thing again with his moleskin diary. Book acting. I'm just looking through the pages because I've made some preparation notes because we're going to move on to WhatsApp Corner soon. It's very good WhatsApp Corner this week. WhatsApp Corner this week is called How Funny Is Stephen? We'll come back to that one. Now, I know for a fact, going back to Jesse's thing, which is very interesting, children that don't have um, touch from their parents or caregivers, the part of the brain uh, that develops, that gives us empathy, doesn't develop properly. You make a true real point. Thank you. Uh, so this is WhatsApp. No, it's actually, it's not WhatsApp corner. It's, it's message corner and it's called How Funny Is Stephen? How Funny Is Stephen? Uh, so Darren sent me a message saying, are you coming to somebody's thingy this evening? And I went, still on my way home, so probably not. Darren replied, coming late is fine. And I replied, is that what they tell you? <laughs> is it possible to have tumbleweed on a podcast and then the other one said darren sent me a message saying we'll read something again in the morning chase me if you haven't heard from me by two and i put thank you benny hill yeah i think you're absolutely right we should ask our listeners how funny even Look forward to the tweets, look forward to the emails. Uh, let's bring that to the next episode. How funny is Stephen? Should we move on? Yes. Have I got anything else? Have you had anything so far is a better question. Uh, how's the internet dating going, Darren? Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, as insightful um, as ever, uh, it's a joy and a pleasure uh, to be in the same pen as you. Um, look forward to seeing you in the next episode. What pen? What do you mean? Oh, uh, the goat pen. She lives in a goat pen. Do you not put her up in a hotel when she comes down for to do a football corner with us? That's not very nice, it, is it? it she travels all the way down from Goat's Head to do football corner with her, and you just put her in a pen instead of putting her in a nice hotel. No, 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 no. She doesn't come down every week to do the podcast. Does she? she comes down occasionally, like when she was reporting on um, West Ham Spurs a few weeks ago. Uh, generally, she, she broadcasts on the egg box part of her pen that they've made especially so that she can do silent broadcasting. Wanna know how much you love us? Then give us feedback. Feedback! We've got a new listener, by the way. Have we? So that means we've got two now? Yeah. Oh. A new listener. 
who right. found last week's quite funny. Stu Slavery, they found last week's quite funny. That's a, such an articulate, intelligent, beautiful piece of, of feedback, isn't it? I found last week. Well, <laughs> I think it's important to get every dribble, every slather. Notice the joke there, running on joke. I'm, 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 I am flying this week. How funny is Stephen? I just, I can't <laughs> wait for the responses from our audience to answer that question. There's just a reminder, everybody listening to this podcast, that's how funny Stephen is when you want to reply to that question. Yeah, let's just remind you what the question is again. How funny is Stephen? How are the builders? Uh, yeah, they're still here. Can we have a building update? Uh, yeah, actually, there's been a lot of knocking down, knocking about uh, out the back. Boy, do those men work hard with their hammers. Should we do a promote? Yes. Who's got the coin? Who's got the coin? I've got a coin. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Heads. Genuine promote. This week, I'm promoting a book. Stephen is promoting Will Storr, The Science of Storytelling. Will Storr is an absolutely fantastic writer. He um, He's not a trained scientist, but he is someone genuinely curious about all aspects of our world. He writes... Uh, very complex ideas very simply without dumbing down to the readers. Uh, this book, because uh, he's tried to write novels as well, and he's read lots and lots of books about uh, stories and the, you know, the fact there's only seven stories, or if you want to write a brilliant screenplay, this is what you need to do. And he's read lots of them. And he's also gone into looking at all the recent research and knowledge we've got about in neuroscience about how our brains work. And so he gives you amazingly simple and not simplistic insight into how we now know the human brain, but a lot of what we know, we don't know everything, develops from babyhood to adulthood. And how basically telling stories is absolutely intrinsic to being a human being. Um, so if you're interested in science, it is absolutely fascinating. If you're interested in writing any form of story, it is really, really interesting. And it's very challenging. It's certainly making me look at the world in a different way. I really think everybody who has any interest in the world around them uh, and the world inside them should read this book, We'll Store the Science of Storytelling. Uh, good. Uh, let's just remind ourselves that the, the, the competition for this week, tweets, emails, etc., is how funny is Stephen? And do you know what? For the best answer, I think there might even be a little prize. I think we can get, we can get together a little prize. It's we're almost at Christmas. Uh, how funny is Stephen? Answers on a postcard, please. Uh, people can leave comments on the website, or they can email in feedback at mrburtblogs.co.uk, yeah. or they could ring Darren. I've got some drilling to do. Oh, for f I'm not even going to. Do I have to audio describe that? Um, I was witnessing a pair of Calvin Klein underpants, naked legs and steel toe cap boots. I was just throwing the underpants across the room. No, why are you stopping? As soon as I start promoting, he leaves the room. It's difficult to talk about this because I haven't yet done the health and safety checks. You said you did eight hours of health and safety and risk assessment. 
carry on. And I'd just like to make it clear for those of you who are now reaching for your phones to dial 111 that the pair of underpants that Darren threw across the room were not the ones he was wearing. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, the grumpy episode. Thank you for listening. I'm bringing a lot of preparation to this uh, podcast. I don't feel that it's being appreciated. Is it because you're overcompensating because you've been such a grumpy arsehole this week? I have no idea what I'm doing here. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was going so well.